Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, Metroplex. Thanks for being a Tolo. That stands for Turn It On, Leave It On. Last night, right down the street from our hotel, I was like, there's no way that this is the award show. NFL Honors right down the street. We got the Sphere. We got... Uh, the NFL honors. Yeah. We got everything right there as we ran into what? We saw Bill Barnwell from ESPN, the Dan Levitard crew. We, we saw them. We saw uh, several other unnamed media members partaking in the Vegas culture, the reefer, you might say. Yeah. That was uh, that was a little jarring to Sean, I think. Where he's like, holy crap, is that so-and-so over there just smoking man, weed that in the street? Missed, missed that one. Yeah. Some of these media members. Oh, no, because he met up with us. He wasn't walking yeah, with you us. You weren't with we are us. Gonna need, I'm going to need names. Oh, yeah. Oh, and they're names. Holy cow. They are names. They had some names. Hit. Listen, oh. it's legal here. Yeah. Wrong. Oh, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I'm I think not. we can say their name on the air. Shut because up. Because it's no different than alcohol. So, NFL honors, Sean. <laughs> By the way. <laughs> Thank you, Bobby. Knowing <laughs> My where, God, Bobby got the show back on track. <laughs> knowing where the NFL honors were now, I'm out on the NFL honors. Why? It's a it's a it's a it's a fifth rate award. They were in the Link Promenade. This is the cheap part of town. This is like downtown almost. They got the Mandalay Bay. They got the Four Seasons. They got the MGM. They got uh, Bellagio, and they went next door to a. Uh, Fuddruckers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I used to love Fuddruckers. Lamar Jackson wins the MVP. No surprise there. Offensive Player of the Year, Christian McCaffrey. Defensive Player of the Year, Miles Garrett. Offensive Rookie of the Year, C.J. Stroud. Defensive Rookie of the Year, Will Anderson. Coach of the Year, Kevin Stefanski. Comeback Player of the Year, Man, Shereen Williams was on fire. I want I want to get her on this morning at eight o'clock to talk about Darren, Darren Woodson Hall of Fame uh, comeback player of the year. Joe Flacco wins it over Demar Hamlin. So let's pick apart these awards if you have any issues, and then I'm going to ask if any Tolos want to hesitate on kicking Dak Prescott out of town after last night. Well, well, real quick on the Demar Hamlin, yeah, he had more first place votes than Joe Flacco, almost double. He had 21 first-place votes. Flacco only had 13. Then how the hell did Joe Flacco win? Flacco had 26 second-place votes. DeMar only had seven. A bunch of people left DeMar off their ballot. That's what it was. Mm. They left him off their ballot. So it was a pretty close total, 151 points to 140. Um, I don't have a problem with it. Like, Joe Flacco had a... Look, if you want to make it symbolic or you want to make it with actual play, fine. Do whatever you want. I'm not going to fight you on either one. Joe Flacco, this was a storybook. Yeah, I mean, DeMar Hamlin was was inactive for, you know, a, a portion of the season. Um, 
he was inactive there. But yeah. look, it's it doesn't mean that this isn't a shot at Demar Hamlin. Like Joe Flacco had a better year. Like he had a great year, like <laughs> on the football field. But Demar Hamlin obviously came back from the the bigger uh, injury, if you want to call it that. And my issue is not that they voted Joe Flacco. It's just there's an inconsistency with the award. Some years it's who came back from the from the more harsh injury. Right. Other years it's who played better. Yes. Because and that's my problem. We, with it. It's been very inconsistent to me. Like I hate the all right. One year it's Alex Smith because oh, any if Alex Smith just took a snap, you knew Teddy he was going to win it. Like he almost died. Teddy Bridgewater like he almost lost his leg. Same or sort of thing. Uh, if someone da- doesn't have the Flacco type year, then I'll give it to Alex Smith and Demar Hamlin. Um, if they don't have that, type half a year though. It wasn't What's even, that? It was half a year though. It wasn't even a full year. So who would you have given it to? Probably Hamlin, just for consistency, the way they've done in the past. Like I thought it was done when Burrow won it, not just because he won it over Dak, but because it's like yeah. he, it was essentially his rookie year. Like like he got hurt his rookie year. So what was he? It wasn't really a comeback. It By was the like, way. A debut. Add this to our future debates and arguments, which I think you guys reference a lot for the MVP, who it goes to, Michael Gelkin. This was the seventh straight season. A quarterback for a number one playoff seed got the MVP. Seventh straight year. So look for the one seed and look for the quarterback. Brady, Mahomes, Lamar, Rodgers, Rodgers, Mahomes, Lamar. Yeah, and now it's 16 of the last 17. It's come from uh, the one or the two seed as a quarterback, um, if you're the quarterback that wins it. Uh, so you could say it's 17 straight years now where the winner has gotten a bye in the first round. So a couple of weeks ago, I took a lot of crap uh, from the Tolos for saying that I've never seen an MVP candidate as disrespected as Dak Prescott. It's like no one cared or realized that he was going to finish second or third in the MVP. Big Dak homer over here. Well, guess what? Dak finished second last night. Ooh. Dak finished second in the MVP. Have we ever had someone finish two or three that the fan base wanted to kick out of town to this degree? I'll ask it again now that I have my second place MVP vote behind my argument. On the TrentRed.com text line at 877-881-1053. Ralph James. I mean, not, not. I mean, I, I can't think of off the top of my head somebody who ha- has been wanting to get kicked out of town. Uh, and there's Pro- been guys that Romo have, maybe. Oh, he, he Romo never, never finished. He never second. finished second. <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't even. I, I'm trying to think of like. You think he would the way people talk about him? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm some. Just, yeah, some. He was fifty-fifty hate too. There was yeah, there was there was quite a bit. I mean, they called him a choker. Sure. A lot of the same things you say about Dak. They call us that about Romo. Yeah. Like, you know, just, uh, yeah, I read Todd Archer's article. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, crapped on it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I did not. You know, generally, if you if you either way, what I'm trying to, to get to is years and stuff. Uh, what I'm trying to get to is spoiled. Do, does 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 last night mean anything? The fact that now it's on paper, second in the MVP. It, I'm guessing it's not going to change your mind about the quarterback position here. I don't think many people have their mind changed. Your mind's made up generally. I mean, Derek Carr finished third in the MVP. Carson Wentz finished second. Jalen Hurts finished second. Uh, there's a lot of guys that have finished in the top three of the MVP MVP voting. Mm. That I think Chad Pennington finished second. You know, like you can have that year. It's the guys that finish every year consistently in the top three. Okay. You know that those are the ones that are that are game changers. But I mean, anybody who finished the top three of the MVP over an extended period of time. They all had to do it one time to start with. Yeah. Right? right. So this is his one time to start with, maybe. And it could be the one time, 
or it could be the one-off. Emmett Smith uh, is going to join us at 9.15 this morning well. live on the Home of the Cowboys. But yesterday on CBS Sports Radio, he talked about why Dak struggles in big games. I think it's preparation. Um, I mean, some things, I, 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 I can only point to one game, and this, is, this to me sums it up for me. This sums it up for me. We're playing Detroit in Dallas, and it's a heck, heck of a game. We actually take the lead. Detroit is driving to try to come down to score and get the lead back. We pick the ball off, and it's about three minutes left, and I think they almost are out of timeouts. If not out of timeouts, they will be. All we have to do is just milk the clock, and we get the pick. So we go one, two, three, get first down, and all we have to do is milk the clock. Instead, guess what? We throw the ball three straight times. How smart is that? That is absolutely hideous. All you have to do is just run the rock or take a knee. I don't care. But then <laughs> when you throw the ball the third time and the quarterback throw the ball out of bounds to stop the clock, it doesn't even take a sack. So that says to me either he was not prepared properly or he forgot he was playing the game. Man, I love how on fire Emmett Smith Well, He's Pissed. 9-15 is going to be great. These players are fed up. They're they're done with it. But we heard Merrill Hodge talk about uh, he wanted to say the yips. Everyone's always scared to say the yips. I get it. He wanted to say Dak has the yips. And there you talk about Emmett Smith or preparation in terms of big games. So that's where we stand with it. Uh, Which, by the way, I will say that one of the things that consistently, if you hear people talk about Dak. He prepares. They, yeah, they say that that's one of the things yeah. he does really well. So I don't know how valid that criticism is. Right. But. I agree. Um, with what you said. All right. Thank you. NFL Hall of Fame class 2024 does not have Darren Woodson. Andre Johnson, Julius Peppers, Dwight Freeney headline the class. The Tory Holt Darren Woodson disrespect is kind of making a joke out of this whole thing to me. Like, like I, it used to be that it felt like baseball writers were kind of the pettiest ones in terms of the way that they, they did things of like, well, you must wait. You must wait. But recently with the DeMarcus where got away to your DeMarcus. Sorry, you can't go in there first ballot. Some of the stuff they've done to, you know, Darren Woodson recently, the fact that Tory Holt's been waiting around for 15 years or whatever the hell it is, the, the Pro Football Hall of Fame voting process has become a bit of a joke to me. Well, and, and I, you know, the process bothers me too. Like, they're – at least in baseball, like it's, and they, they should all make it no longer anonymous. You should have to, you should have to announce who you're voting for. Um, you know, with, with baseball, they got like 400 writers, maybe so, maybe they have too many. But at least everyone's vote counts the same. In the NFL, you've got a committee where you kind of do this, this, this under the table secret ballots thing in the room, and you got to. It's it's a committee that does it instead of each individual where you just tally up the votes and everything. It's very very odd. And then, you know, you got guys presenting players using their own biases. Oh, I didn't like this, didn't like that. And then you never know if they're going to take off the field into account or not because they always try to, to do that. It's just a it's, a, it's a, it's a wild process. And I'm with you, Bobby. You know, the, the Darren Woods disrespect, I, the Torrey Holt, I have no problem with Dwight Freeney going in. I have no problem with Andre Johnson being a Hall of Famer either. But, you know, uh, for, forget Torrey. Where's Reggie Wayne? He has just as much of a, of a case as – as Torrey Holt and Andre Johnson do. I've uh, I've told this story before, I think, on the air. I know I've told it behind the scenes, but I think I sold it on the air, too, that, you know, apparently at, uh, about six years ago at Super Bowl, Mike Zimmer ran into Darren Woodson and, like, apologized to him 
And he was like, you were too good. Is that good. what you want? You want a D.C. who has to apologize no. to his players? Soft. He, for I not, thought we, he's, not putting him in a position to no, succeed in the Hall of Fame? He said, you were too good at everything. We had to play you at linebacker. We had to play you at nickel quarter. We had to play you at safety. And he's like, we took you away from just standing at safety and collecting stats. I just went over to Mark Schlereth in the commercial break. I said, you think Darren Woodson is a Hall of Famer? You think he's getting robbed? And he comes at a lot. I, God, I want to set up a weekly with him. He's so good. I want to set up a weekly with the interview of the week's coming up with Schlereth at 7.20 this morning. We'll teach him math while we do it. He just comes at things from different angles, and he said he didn't really take it to, like, Darren, the talent. He said that Darren was, you know, ahead of his time in terms of playing nickel, that they weren't they weren't throwing that, that, that your safety was definitely not going to play as a corner. Nate Newton gets angry about this because he goes, yes. Darren Woodson changed the safety position. Yeah. He's like, people don't, that, the way people play safeties now is because of Darren Woodson. Yeah. And that, you know, you didn't have to throw all your little guys on the field and get taken advantage of because you keep your safety out there who was playing nickel. And Schlereth said in today's game, no doubt about it, the nickel spot, in his opinion, is the toughest to play. And Darren Woodson was ahead of his time in doing it, not making it into Canton. Again, Sean Sharif, RJ Choppy, and Roberto Belt here on DFW Sports Station. All right, I'm telling you all, we've had some good interviews this week. It's not even close. This next one is incredible. We got trash talk. We got insight. We got everything with Super Bowl champion NFL analyst Mark Schlereth during the expressway right after this. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Okay, we're finally sitting down with someone that we respect. 
and it has nothing to do with him being a truck. It has nothing to do no. with him being an NFL player or the rings. You are a 3 o'clock brother out here working Radio Row, one of the only four shows, home of the Cowboys, joined by Mark Schlereth on 105.3 The Fan. You're right next to us in the morning, man. Yeah. Putting yeah. in the work, putting in the grind. Yeah, you know, uh, always love coming out here. Love hooking up with you guys. Love talking to NFL. And I love talking about me. I am my favorite subject. And I've got a lot of Super Bowl records. You guys probably don't know about them, so I'm going to give these to you. Please. Um, one, uh, I think I'm the only guy ever to be on three of the top 19 Super Bowl teams in the history of the Super Bowl. I was on the 19th ranked team, the 97 Broncos, the 10th ranked team, the 98 Broncos, and the number one ranked Super Bowl team in history, the 91 Washington Redskins, the only team ever to be a top five offense, top five defense, and top five specialties. But it doesn't end there. I'm on the all Super Bowl team. <laughs> and then on top of that, my number one scoregami is this. I'm the only guy in Super Bowl history, the only one in Super Bowl history to win the Super Bowl on his birthday, which the birthday corresponded with the number of the Super Bowl. So I won wow, Super Bowl 32 gosh. on my 32nd birthday. Mm. And after that, you just quit celebrating birthdays. So, wow. um, yeah. That's by far the best one. Now that how, is by far the best one. Now, who ranked these Super Bowl teams? This is the uh, that was the ESPN uh, this is the, last week. But there's a lot. There's a lot of people that have ranked that Redskins team as the number one team in Super Bowl history. Who was it that? Uh, that who, who was it that uh, <laughs> snapped that undefeated run in '91? Do you remember? Oh yeah, I do. I do. It was in our place. It was the Cowboys. <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys. Ah, ah, the Dallas uh, Cowboys. Alvin Harper halftime hail mary catch. Yeah, that was. I think that was the last. No, you guys won a couple Super Bowls after that, yeah. but you haven't won one in mm. how many? Uh, yeah, not so. It's, it's been a minute since. Here's a, a good scoregami for you, a good, good okay. uh, Broncos scoregami. We found this out. There have only been three scoregamis in the history of the Super Bowl. They are all Broncos losses. Really? All three of them. Wow. 55-10 to 10, uh, to the 49ers, 39-20 to 20 to the Giants, and then the 43-8 to 8 to the Seahawks. Whew. Good thing I wasn't a part of any of those. <laughs> That's right. They were ugly. They'd have been reversed. <laughs> There's yeah. two really ugly ones in there. My gosh. So we are sitting here with our annual tradition of talking about other teams. Uh-huh. Uh, is there a mess in Denver? How bad is it? Because we had our Sean Payton white whale offseason where we're comparing Sean Payton and Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones' dream. Uh, let, let, let's focus on someone else's mess right now if it's a mess in Denver. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is it is one of those things, I think, in Denver where you, you need a veteran coach. You need a guy to come in and kind of uh, yank a knot in a few chains. And, you know, it just like there's a lot of things. Like, you go in, and I, I call a game in Denver. And I go into the cafeteria, in, they, you know, because you, you have your meeting room with the team and the coaches and everything right off the cafeteria. So you're in the cafeteria, and – there are non-essential personnel eating lunch in the in the players' cafeteria, and that may not sound like a big deal, but it's a big deal. You know, you can't roll in there with no shirt on and with your, like there's secretaries and so Sean Payton comes in and instantly, like if you're not essential, if you're not part of the coaching staff or the players, you don't get to eat in our cafeteria. You know, you just could come down here with with you know all your business buddies from upstairs in the office with a couple of clients. Like, you know, like we're zoo animals. Right. Like stuff like that matters, right? It, the culture of an organization matters. The culture of an organization, to me, um, it's like 
like irrigation culture is not static it is it is live mm. and irrigation when you water things and water will always follow the path of least resistance and culture will do that as well so it's got to be something that's been established and it's got to be something that's been talked about and one of the things i said about the broncos over the last well, since they won the super bowl you know in super bowl 50 is that a lot of these kids think they're working hard they think they're studying they think they're preparing hard they have no clue what that means they have no clue what it means to to prepare and to practice and do and do study at a championship level and until you get somebody in there that really understands that and they can implement that and and essentially they can lay down the law like i always say there's two types of fear that are imperative in an organization there's the biblical sense of fear which means you know when they say hey the fear of the lord that's not oh gosh you know you're going to smite me that is awesome <laughs> reverence and respect the other is you got to have straight up fear that dude will cut me in a heartbeat and there's nothing i can do about it i can't take the back staircase up to the owner's office and complain about it yeah and and you know and i know as a player man we're children like so if i know my head coach has been appointed but not empowered what do i give a crap like i don't care like you cannot have your head coach finding out that you traded for trey lance when trey lance shows up in your locker room right and you, there's a reason you don't win there's a reason you don't win championships i was just uh, everything that you just said i wasn't going to take it to jerry We're, everything you said is what we feel like is kind of missing in dallas with a looseness with whether it's McCarthy, Dan Quinn, I don't know. We're not in the yeah. building. You've been in the building. But when they play dumb and when there's stupid penalties and we have very little attention to detail in crucial killer moments, yeah. that's what I think of, which I could be wrong, when you talk about all that stuff, which is why I wanted like a hard ass to come in there and replace McCarthy, or whether it's Mike Zimmer on the defensive side yeah, yeah. or something like that. Does that all add up to you with the Cowboys? Yeah, I, and like I always said, and I said this to my kid all the time, my son, when he was going into Major League Baseball, I go, talent is wasted on talented people. I need, I like, I, I created, I'm not a big numbers guy, you know, I'm not a big statistics guy or, or analytics guy. Like, math has never blocked anybody. You know, math has never, never made a tackle. I, I'm, I'm not into that. But I do have one scale that I created. It's called the boo rating, B-O-O. That's balls over opponent. I want my team to have bigger balls than your team. <laughs> like, and if you have bigger balls, then you're going to – there's a great chance you're going to win. I don't care about the talent. I want dudes – I want dudes that are professional. I want guys – just because you play a pro sport doesn't make you professional. I want professionals. I want guys that are committed, and I want – that's that to me is what wins. Mark Schlereth, join us here at 105 through the fan. All right, so there was a situation this year with, with, with Coach Payton and Russ on the sideline. Yeah. What did you all make of that? They got into it. Like, Sean, like, late. Was it, I think well, they, Sean was it the got Indy, into it. Was it the Indy game? Was it, it Indy game? I, I think, I don't Detroit. know. What it, it was Detroit. Oh, was it? Yeah. Detroit. He got, it, he got into it. With, yeah. Like, how did that go over? Because, like, with, in today's athlete, I mean, you might lose a locker room. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, that's who Sean, like, Sean is that way. Yeah. And, you know, it's the way I've always been coached. And. I thought Russell Wilson cried on the inside a little bit, like a karate man. Um, and so <laughs> it made me feel really good because that's the way I was coached my whole life. Yeah. And um, and that's that's part of it. And I think that's probably where their personalities clash to a degree. Um, and, you know, and, and ultimately, you know, Russ, there's a lot of things that Russ doesn't do well. And I think that's – I think that is a, a situation where it really frustrates Sean Payton. 
you've got to be able to throw with anticipation. You've got to be able to throw guys open. You've got to be able to get through a route progression. And you can't just take sacks. You can't just bail out of a pocket that's clean because you think you're going to make a bigger play somewhere else. And, you know, it's, it's interesting. I was talking to Bruce Arians when he was coaching the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Byron Leftwich. I said, what's, what's the most amazing thing about coaching Tom Brady? And he said, if the first read in the progression is you're running curl flat, for instance, first read in the progression is the flat route. If it's open, Tom Brady will take it 100 out of 100 times without ever getting bored. And he'll put you in second down and six minus. And you're on schedule. And now your whole playbook is open. When you have a three-step drop and you decide to bail out of the back of the pocket when the offensive tackle is set and short and you take a sack for seven yards and you're second down 17, you're an idiot. <laughs> you're, you're horrible. And that stuff pisses me off just talking about it, and it pisses Sean off, and it makes the offensive line look bad. And, like, you are trying to play a game where you should be on schedule. I always call it the 70-30 rule to me. 70% of the time, we need to be on schedule. 30% of the time, crap breaks down. And you got to go make a play, that's all right. But when you go off schedule without a reason for going off schedule, that puts us behind the eight ball. And that's a horrible position to be in. And if you look at Russ over the course of his career, I guarantee you, when you assess sacks and whose fault it was, I guarantee you 40-plus percent of the sacks that, that the Seahawks and the Broncos have given up were, were attributed to Russell Wilson, and that's not good enough. You're giving up 45 sacks a year in your offensive line. Everybody's talking about how bad they are. Pfft, my, my ass. Your quarterback is bad. And that's those are the things that happen. Uh, you uh, used to work for our good buddy Armin Williams. Yeah. Crushing it in Denver. When you talk like this, and I have a feeling – I know your answer. What type of feedback do you get from the team, the players, when you keep it real like this, mm-hmm. uh, good or bad, mostly bad feedback? Uh, I don't care. I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I can back it up with film, and I, I'm a junkie. I watch a ton of film. Um, and, you know, you can, you can be mad at me for it. I, that's your prerogative, but – I always say the truth hurts. And, you know, so I, I just look at it from that standpoint as I just, you know, like, it, it's honest. And, and here's the thing about me. Like, a lot of guys that are studio guys will say a lot of things that are outrageous that, that really don't have a lot of factual backing to it. Yeah. Um, because they don't have to face anybody. I have to walk into an organization. I, I ripped Washington for how they were calling plays, the way they were executing their plays, the lack of run game, and um, and the next day I walked in, or the next three days later, I walked into that facility, and I got some side eyes from some guys, and I'm like, come get a taste. Right. Like, we go watch the film. You guys suck. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, I'm not afraid to point it out. And yeah. so, and their offensive line coach actually actually pulled me aside. And this was under what? This what, was just last year. Oh, last year. Yeah. And, you know, they pulled me aside, and I said, hey, dude, like, Hey, my, it's not my job to sugarcoat it. Like, I, I like you, but you guys are awful right now. And, and you know, it's, it's just stuff like that. But, yeah, there's an integrity to doing what I do. And, yeah. and I don't make it up. And I'm not trying to hey, – the truth is sensational enough, right? I don't, I don't try to sensationalize anything. I'm just telling you, you know, what the film tells me. What analysts, broadcasters, X's and O's guys do you like on TV? 
You know, I, I'm. There's a lot of guys. There's a lot of guys that or I like. Media. Yeah, there's a lot of guys I, I like Orzlowski. Um, <laughs> there I, you go, Bobby. I, I like, I like Dan. Um, but there's some things, you know, there's some things from a quarterback's perspective that I just don't buy. You know, so there's, there's, there's a lot of guys. Um, there's a lot of guys. I, I actually love Romo at the end of a half or at the end of a game clock. because I think he's great. And where I'm not great, I'm not great at clock at the clock, man. Because I didn't. I just get, give me yeah. a play and give me a chance to diagnose a defense, right? So that's not that wasn't my world, and so I really tune into to Romo at the end of halves, and I'll go back and just listen to his end of the half and end of the, the fourth quarter because um, he's great at that stuff. So there's a lot of guys that I, I pick up bits and pieces from. Um, but ultimately, you know, you're, you're fairly myopic in your view of, of how what you played, the position you played. I always say you kind of watch the game through a straw hole. And, um, and you know, it's important to expand your horizons and kind of get a better global perspective of the game, something I try to do all the time. But, uh, I, you know, I respect a lot of guys. I, I just know this. It's not easy. Playing is not easy, and I understand that. And so I try to uh, I try to celebrate the game as much as I possibly can celebrate the game. I'm curious, you know, when we talked earlier about, you know, toughness, physicality, penalties, all these sorts of things, here in Dallas right after the Cowboys lost, we were talking a lot about, you know, well, Mike McCarthy, you didn't have them prepared. Mike McCarthy, you didn't do this. Mike McCarthy, you didn't. Yeah. What do you think when it comes to those sorts of topics, toughness, penalties, attention to detail, what do you think – falls on the players to prepare themselves for rather than just hey you cannot put that on the coach those are the types of things that players have to have that accountability with each other well they do and you have to have you have to have that kind of connection with the guys that you play with that it's so important to you not to let them down um you know part of it's coaching you just can't you just can't parse it out and go okay he gets x amount of the blame and he gets x amount of the blame you know it's one of those things you're either coaching it or allowing it to happen and so it, it's got to be emphasized. It's got to be, you know, accepted. But your players ultimately are the guys who go out on the football field and have to execute, right? And so it's your job. I mean, no, nobody has ever paid a ticket to go watch a coach stand around his ass off on the sideline. Nobody. It's our team. And until you get, the, until you get that mentality of this is our team and they come to see us play – and it's our responsibility to take, digest what we've been coached to do and go out and execute and do it with intelligence and toughness, not only physicality, but toughness. It takes toughness to walk away from a penalty when you want to haul off and, you know, and knock a guy out. It, mm -hmm. it takes toughness to go, all right, I'm going to catalog that and I'm going to get you in the seven seconds I can get you and there will be retribution. You know, in my day, there was a lot of frontier justice that went on. And you had to be smart enough to go, I'll get him back. It may be five plays mm -hmm. from now, but, but you'll get yours. And so, you know, that's, that's part of the game that I think that's on the players to go out and execute that. We're talking with Mark Schlereth here. On that same subject, sort of, I mean, everybody obviously talks about head coach and the coaching staff. What they do Monday through Saturday is so big to the actual game plan and then execution mm -hmm. on Sunday. With execution being a big part, where do you think the head coach is most felt on game day? Is it in the game management, the clock management? Is that the stuff where we're more going to go, hey, that's something that the coach has to be on top of? Yeah, you've got to be on game management. And I think, I think analytics um, ha have ruined game management. 
because I think so many guys now have somebody in their ear saying, hey, if we get into the fourth down and four minus situation, we got to go for it here. Well, you know what? Like, all of a sudden we're in fourth down and four minus. We haven't blocked the three technique all game long. What makes you think you're going to block them on fourth down now? Right. Right, but the analytics, the, uh, the analytics guys don't know. Like, I, I had a, a coaching staff tell me the analytic guy came down and said, hey, man, we're averaging a yard, a yard point two more per carry running to the left than we are to the right, so we need it. We need to sit down and get 65% of our runs to the left-hand side to go, well, Aaron Donald lines up over there, dumbass. So, <laughs> guess what? We're going to run away from him. Thanks, but thanks. Appreciate you. Right? So, you get somebody in your ear telling you, we got to do this, we got to do that. Hey, listen, Dan Campbell, and I love Dan. Dan goes for it all the time, right? So, But that's not an excuse to go, well, he went for it all the time. Let's go for it on well, – this is, this is the NFC Championship. There's seven minutes and – Three seconds left, and you got a fourth down and two. 46-yard field goal, kick it, make it a three-score game, because what does that do for you? Like, okay, let me give you a couple scenarios, what that does for you from a game management standpoint. One, all right, we kick it. Now we kick off. So we kick the field goal. Guess what we do? We go to a TV timeout. Okay, we come back, we kick off. You know what we do? We go back to a TV timeout. That's how TV works. So now all of a sudden – you don't actually effectively touch the ball for however long that drive was. You're sitting out. Now you got two TV timeouts. It's another four minutes. You haven't touched the ball in nine minutes as an offense. Mm. Right? You're cool. And now there's mo- there's a lack of momentum because you don't have the excitement of just, just stopping a fourth down and two. And guess what? All right? You not only not have that momentum, but now you're going, now we're down 17, not just 14. So now what do we do? Well, we really can't run the ball. We've got to throw it every down here. And it takes you out of that rhythm. So kicking a field goal there was stupid. It was stupid. But that's where analytics has ruined the game. That's why I hate people that like math. <laughs> I've always hated them. And uh, I hate stat- statisticians and nerds. Do you want your math nerds. coach calling plays? Like your head no. coach? No. I would rather I Mike would, called them though, right? With you guys and Joe. Mike, Mike called them until until a game in Seattle where nothing was working. He gave it over to Gary Kubiak. Um, there are some guys that can do it. I I just think I just think that there is there are there are a few guys that do it and do it really well, but I think the majority of guys can't manage the game and call plays at the same time and ma- or manage the game well yeah. and call plays well and i think the other thing is you lose connectivity with your defense you know all of a sudden your defense comes off the field they do a great job and you're not over there going hey man great job whatever or hey we need to do something with your defense coordinator because you know what you're looking at your play sheet yeah and you're thinking about what my next series is going to be and how i'm going to set something up and so I think it, it, you lose a little connectivity with your team. Mark Slareth, NFL on Fox, former NFL player, of course, low T center here on the fan. Everything you're just talking about, managing all that stuff, you know, I think of Belichick. Uh, do you think it's a shame or you understand why Bill Belichick is not employed? Well, no, I understand. I also think it's uh, – I think there's a certain amount of silliness to it. Like, you know, in today's NFL – well, there's a couple of things. You know, you're an offensive play caller that's young. That's like Viagra to 80-year-old owners. They can't get enough of that, right? <laughs> so they think that. But the, 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 the misnomer is that only young people can communicate with young people. That's right. just so stupid. Most young people I know can't communicate a lick because they've grown up just sending emojis. 
Like that's, <laughs> like that's our form of communication. So can I... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Sit here and have a conversation with you, and can I develop a relationship with you in that conversation? Right. And, and you don't have to be young. If you can communicate, it doesn't matter how old you are. You, if you can communicate, you can communicate. Right. Yeah. And, and so there is this misnomer that you've got to be young to connect with young players. That's, I, that, to me, is stupid. It, and, it's, and it's just there's a, lack of, there's a lack of real understanding there. So in trying to replace Dan Quinn, right, where give us your perspective or quick hits on, on some of the following guys or if you have an opinion on who the best DC could be between Rex Ryan, uh, Mike Zimmer, Ron Rivera, um, and, and these Wink. guys. Who's that? Wink. And, and Wink Martindale. Yeah. Well, now, like Zim, if you want, if you want something that is gap sound and a really sound, you know, defensive philosophy – then Zim's your guy, right? Um, not flashy, but incredibly sound. If you want hell bent for election, hair on fire, Wink Martindale is your guy. Because Wink is his philosophy is is you know I'm going to heat you up on every single play, and ultimately you're going to make some plays on us. But if we give up four, we're going to make eight, <laughs> and we're going to come out with a win. And I love Wink. Wink's my guy because he is a. Uh, that dude just does not give a crap. It, like, and I love that. And it just depends on kind of what your philosophical approach is. But you guys have such unbelievable talent. It'd be a ton. He'd be a ton of fun. Like a ton of fun. And then last thing before we let you go, um, in, in this D.C. search, a lot of our listeners and, and, you know, the trends in the league, we're all focused on who matches up best against these Shanahan tree offenses yeah. that kick the Cowboys' ass and humiliate them. Obviously, we talked about Mike. Did you know that Kyle was going to be the man? And what do you think of this trend, at least in Dallas, of we got to figure out who can stop the Shanahan tree? Yeah, you know, I, I am when when uh, when oh Eric Mangini left, you know, left New England and he, he left the Jets. When he came to work for ESPN, when I was working at ESPN, he cornered me in a hallway with a grease board. And we did a two-hour tutorial on on the zone blocking scheme, and so there's a, there's a lot of people who struggle with that, right? And that and all the scheme off of that, um, it's incredibly successful. It's why Mike should be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, it's like that is the route that that you know 60% of the teams right now run, um, and so yeah, I Kyle is Kyle is next level. His ability, his dad was the same way. So playing for Mike, Mike would tell you. Here's what we're going to do. Here's why we're going to do it. Here's how we're going to execute it. And on top of that, let me tell you why it's going to benefit you. And 
he'd say something like, hey, we're going to run this play. We're going to run it six times. It's not worth a crap. We're going to average two yards a carry. But if you sell out on this play, like Debo, you're going to get an explosive. Kittle, you're going to get explosive. Juszczyk, you're going to get explosive. And of those three explosives, and, oh, by the way, and, and McCaffrey, you're going to get one. And, oh, by the way, on those explosives, two of you are going to score touchdowns. I have seen his dad say this is exactly what's going to happen. We're going to run this play coming out of the, you know, coming out of the break. We're running this play. This is what's going to happen. This is going to line up. And we're going to score a touchdown. And sure as I'm sitting here, boom, it's exactly what happens. Kyle does it all the time. Wow. All the time. And when you have a coach that puts you in a position like that for success and you understand if I do my job, this is the benefit to me, and then you execute it and you watch it roll out and go exactly the way he says it's going to go, then every time that guy calls a play, you're like, oh, yeah, we're on to something. Or, oh, yeah, this guy is diabolical, <laughs> right? And, and, and that's, that's that Shanahan tree, and they are great at it. Uh, not only our 3 a.m. bro out here in Vegas, but my low T center uh, brother as well. Tell our Tolos why they should get their numbers checked, Mark. Yeah, well, you know, it's incredibly important. Obviously, uh, as, as a player, most of us, once we're done, we our testosterone levels go way, like they go way down. Um, and a lot of head trauma and those type of things. So that's an important aspect of it. But I'll tell you, one of the things it did for me is going in for weekly visits, getting my blood pressure te- checked. Doing my uh, doing my blood, you know, every three months or so, I came in one day and my heart rate's always in the 60s, and uh, I came in one day it was 99, and I discovered I had AFib. Oh, and it was because I would have never, I'd never known that you're five times more likely to have a stroke if you have AFib, and I went on this this journey where I ended up having heart surgery in the whole nine yards, um, but I wouldn't have known had it not been for my weekly visits at Low T. So they were like, hey, something's wrong here. You need to go see your physician did set up my appointments and uh and discovered the issue i was having but that was just through a weekly visit and uh, and you know some somehow along the line i i developed low t or i developed excuse me uh afib and, and ended up having to have it addressed but i wouldn't have known had i not known my numbers had I not got my weekly checkup so uh debt of gratitude for my guys at low t Best guest of the week. Yep. I knew you would be. You are every year. Thank you so much for you sitting got it, down guys. with us, man. Appreciate it. My pleasure. It. My pleasure. Mark Slareth on three of the top 20 teams of all time that would have all lost to the 92 and 93 Cowboys on the fan. This is the Expressway. We are commercial free all the way up until 8 o'clock here on Sean, RJ, and Bobby. And we have to recap our final night in Vegas with everything that went down. Man, another uh, another successful night uh, for Rube and Was myself it? at the uh, tables. Absolutely. Where'd you Where'd you finish up? Last night, up another three hundred. Wow. Um, yeah. So I checked it with Dawson. With Dawson. Yeah, with Dawson. Now, I got lucky. Okay, this was not. It, by the way, last night they upped the table limits, minimums to twenty five. Was the Was the lowest you can get on there. Wow. And um, they had this one game where you could play. Um, you throw five bucks on it. It's like one of those little special games. They're, they're really they're they're generally terrible values. But if I had, let's say I had a four and a five, if the dealer flipped over a six on her up card, I won thirty bucks. That happened. And then and I just did this randomly. I only did this like three times. The next time I did it, I had two threes. She flipped over a three. That was a hundred bucks. What? Just so just they, yeah. It's because it's, it's, you're, you're betting, and you know it's it's a very long shot odd. Uh, but it worked out for me a couple times, so up another 300 last night. So I'm going away 
up a little bit more than 500 bucks. Congratulations. Yeah, I needed it. I needed it, baby. Are you loving being out here? Like, it's it's in your skin, Without in your question, veins? Uh, oh, this, is, this place is absolutely in my veins. Um, it's like, this is without question, I think, the best Super Bowl. It needs to be in Vegas every year. Forget all these other cities. Oh, no, but this will enter the rotation. Yeah. This will be every five years. Nobody we'll cares about. Look, New Orleans. I hate New Orleans. It's, it's such a terrible city. <laughs> Nobody <is>. cares. <laughs> they're next. Nobody. Yeah, no, they're next. I, I'm going to try to get out of it. Uh, I don't like. I, look, they're they're they. You they and I don't. I love seafood. I, I'm I'm out on the Gulf. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't I don't like the Gulf. You don't like uh, BP oil with your uh, with your shrimp? No, that's the uh, that, that's uh, yeah that's uh, that's uh, that's the Group B of boarding of of the oceans. All right, it's, it's the pores, it's the poor ocean. Um, I, don't, I don't do the don't, Group B boarding yeah, of the hey, oceans. I'll, I'll tell you it's, what though, I do love that this will be back to back Super Bowl cities where we can just walk the streets with drinks. Though, yeah, it's true. That's yeah. gonna be the get big get you positive. a hurricane. Uh, well, those like great hurricane drinks next year, and then Ruben. Undercover MVP goes back to the same slot machine and wins again last night. He keeps night. cleaning up. Like he, he's up. Yeah. What are you up? Twelve hundred bucks for the trip? How much did you, more, more did you win last night? Two seventy. Wow. He is just eating. Did you get your ears pierced? Oh, wow. boo! Well, we boo! Do it today we, we got time. Uh, so Ruben went back, won three hundred more dollars, and. Um, I may have won. I don't remember what I did last night. Yeah, Bobby. So Bobby blacked out Peyton, and oh. he he got this Australian liquor that he started chugging during our little happy hour beforehand. Mm-hmm. Brought some uh, brought some down for all the rest of us to drink. It was this rum, and I could already tell uh, I was going to be annoyed for our final dinner that I tried to put together at this Italian spot, Batista's. I believe is what the Tolos. Yep. Some recommended it. Um, Landry Locker, um, and then Bobby went in, and I almost Peyton. I swear I'm not lying. I almost choked him out. Ah, you should have done it. I should have done it. It, it was a very serious moment where he was like, "Shut the f up! I'm literally about to punch you. Uh, <laughs> if you if you keep this up, I'm going to hit you." Well, Bobby, yeah. that was twice in the same day because you made him mad. I think at the end of the show yesterday too, right? Yes, I wow. did over the Merrill Hodge interview. <laughs> I, I made him mad there. That was uh, nice, Bobby. That, that, that was more a logistics thing, and we got over that pretty quick. We were, we were past that yeah. 10 minutes later. But yeah. this one last night, Sean was like, there was a, a teetering point where it was like, if Bobby ratchets this up anymore, this will be a bad night. I know this may be hard for some to believe. I don't like I don't like being in the middle of a scene. No. I don't like creating a scene. I don't want to be the you distraction. You like observing the scene. I want to go and enjoy. I, I, I love going out to dinner. You know, I want to I want to soak it. I want everyone to be together. I want a good time. But Bobby was just, I mean, laying on the horn. That's he, what the yeah. equivalent was. This place, I got out my phone to play Maggiano's Spotify music because this place, um, this place wasn't playing any music. No atmosphere. It wasn't lively. There was no, there was no atmosphere. It looked cool in there. Food was fine. Um, all you could drink wine. And it was close to the hotel. So it was fine for what we needed. But I'm not going to be, I, I, I just need to be more selfish with these reservations and, and go with you. Um, yeah, we and, don't and, need other. We don't need other people. You know, I was trying to be nice. You know, get Eric and get Zach, and you know, I thought Corey and Carter and Ruben, they all ditched. They all ditched. They ditched. So next time, 
I'm not worried about you know their pallets or the wallets, and we're gonna go and do our own our thing. Our own thing. And uh, I, I was trying to make it a group thing, and I'm for damn sure not gonna think about where Bobby can eat or not. Yeah, no, we don't Which care I, about Bobby. We don't I, care about uh, Kristen and her fake gluten thing. I don't. <laughs> uh, oh, no, Kristen would be lovely to have. Yeah, I, I'm already picking out Kristen's next husband <laughs> for when she dumps and divorces Bobby. Yeah. or something happens, I'm gonna find her a nice. Nice young man. I knew. Oh, yeah. And I kept getting the hand on the knee last night and just squeezing my Kyle. Stomach, and it's like, hey, quiet, quiet. Kyle. Yo, quit, quit. And he was taking that. like so So all you can drink wine. Right. It was like the little old school glasses. Uh, Peyton. Yeah. Those those are I call those big shot glasses. Big shot yeah, glasses. Big shot glasses. Oh, yeah. the, 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 the double shots. And, and Pepe. He was shooting them. He was shooting one. He wouldn't sip the wine. He had to be Mr. Tough Guy. You know, it was just eye rolls nonstop. He had to like take shots of the red wine. Just and say impress it. All just of say us. it. Homeschool behavior. No, it's big, a, no. I really want to go to his next therapy session to big. talk about this. It's 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 my number one issue with Bobby. It's my number one thing, but I want to get to the root of it. I don't want to talk about it too much right here on the radio. I really want to try to solve I, it and address it uh, because it was in it was it's it's a, it was on full display. I, I knew how gone I was when I got up. I was like, I need to get some fresh air, and I walked away for about two minutes, and I came back, and I was like, I couldn't find outside. Like, I can't find where, like, I walk, and I was like, I'm not going to just stand here looking like an idiot. I couldn't find out where the door was. Did you black out? Uh, no, I remember that. I, it, there's pockets where I don't remember. Like, when you referenced earlier, full transparency, when you referenced earlier, hey, there was a fight last night over Devin Hester and Dante Hall. I was like, what did I say about that? I don't remember. <laughs> like, and so when we got off, I was like, hey, did my opinion today match what I said last night? Yeah. I, I kept that, right? You're doing phenomenal this morning. Yeah. I can't believe it. I, I, hey, you told me you thought I'd be the last one downstairs every day this week, and I've been the first one down every day this week. You proved me wrong. You proved me wrong on that. I just wish you would do it just for like things Jake that Plummer scheduling. actually I want again. matter. I wish you'd do it for things that actually matter. <laughs> 877-881-1053, truckwreck.com, text line, some of the craziness from Vegas last night. All right, apparently not everyone is loving what the Dallas Mavericks did. NBA trade deadline grades. I'm seeing some C's. I'm seeing some D's. Hmm. And it wasn't. I'm not talking about breasts. <laughs> Okay. I wasn't talking about breasts I'm not either. Talking, good. Gosh. I mean, I, I love breasts. You, you go. Just one's go. wet right. and one's dry. Well. <laughs> good job, Peyton. Way to save it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 